Okie doke. <clears throat> this is Gage signing in. This is Eddie signing in. And this is Two Boys Podcast. Boom. Booms for the end, Eddie. We say booms for the end. Oh, I, I, well, I said, fuck, man. <laughs> Dead in the, in, right in the beginning, I hit the mic. Wow. <clears throat> We're, We're going to have to get, like, air mics just, like, <laughs> overhead hanging from the ceiling. Like, the classic box one, boxer and ones. And in this corner, <laughs> weighing in. At 210, Eddie, smacking the fucking mic, Serato. Humble brag. <laughs> uh, you can find us at our Facebook group, at Two Boys Podcast on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Two Boys Podcast. Uh, find us on YouTube, Two Boys Podcast, the, the name of the channel. And uh, you can find myself at on Instagram at Garbage Man Gage. Ga- g- Let's restart that. Instagram at Garbage underscore Man underscore Gage, where I post thrifts, finds, flips, and kinds. Flips. I don't know. I was trying to rhyme finds. Thrifts, flips, and clips. And you can find Eddie at? Uh, Surfern, S-E-R-F-U-R-N. Pretty simple, straightforward. Uh, I do a lot of s- stuff on my Instagram, you know, sewing. Oh, man. Oh, we'll, we'll get into that story real fast. Yeah. Sewing um, or tailoring, really. Uh, furniture, thrifts just like Gage, so on and so forth. But, yeah, but, like, to get into that quick story. So, Gage bought a, a pair of uh, Union pants, and they were too long. And um, I was like, oh, like, I can I can hem, uh, I can hem, hem them for you. And I went through the whole process, ironing them, putting in inside out, measuring Gage. And then I do all the tailoring, and then I I was like, oh, let me just cut the excess uh, pants off. And I cut into the actual seam of the pants, and I fucked the whole pants up. So literally 45 minutes yep. of doing that. He's okay. Yeah. That's, what, that's why we thrift pants. And I had already bought True. a new pair of True. black pants, so those will be my work pants right, when these like ones break. Try to, try to move these closer. But... Yeah, today Eddie and I went thrifting. We went to our uh, normal spots and uh, we found a couple couple gems. I uh, found some some assorted toys that I'm gonna sort through later. Had some rescue heroes in it, so that was a bit of nostalgia <laughs> for me. Rescue heroes. Yeah, like little firefighter guys. Uh, and I found a couple other stuff. Eddie found a lot more stuff than I today. Yep. But uh, yes, Bam. let's start off with these sass. This San Antonio shoes. San Antonio and San Antonio. San Antonio shoes. Uh, and he's been going back and forth on whether he's going to flip them or not, but he fits in them. They yeah. look fire. They, they do. They look pretty cool. I'm going to show them off in the end with the, the, the flip cam. Oh, my God. Remember flip cameras? Those camcorders that oh had like, the God. big red buttons on them? Yeah. That yeah, every yeah. dad had for, for their, their daughter's like dance recital. Yeah, I don't know why, but like when you did that like little motion that reminded me of the juke phone, that like super thin phone oh, yeah. and it, it just like it did that like it looked like a fucking switchblade but for a hey, phone kid yeah <laughs> fucking this sharks run this part of the street <laughs> not with this fucking oh man i have, I found some tech decks too that brought Ooh, me back that's yeah. another thing too like when i go out thrifting sometimes it just brings me back like um they had a vhs of fucking what do they have vhs or something like think of like um el dorado <laughs> i loved that movie el dorado el i thought it was so edgy yeah, so so we went out thrifting today. Um, found some stuff. Found some found some cool finds. But uh, I actually just got off the phone the other day with this woman at uh, eBay talking about becoming a top rated seller. And Eddie and I are well on our way to becoming top rated sellers. Uh, probably by the time uh, by the time summer rolls around for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But that means that you get that little verification badge next to your name. And you become like a like a verified user pretty much, and so people can trust you more. Plus, you save a little bit on your your listing fees, so that's gonna be fucking awesome. Uh, but more importantly, what's coming up in four days is the the beginning of Eddie and I's competition. Can you the start the twenty four clipping? Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, I, I do, we don't still don't know what to call it. Spring flipping, spring spring cleaning, flip flip flipville USA. I don't know. Flip off twenty nineteen. Flip off, flip off. Yeah, flip <laughs> off spring twenty nineteen. Um, yeah, so Eddie and I strictly profit 
we probably should make like a shared doc file so that we can like put our listings up there mm. kind of like how they did Good. for sober october they had to like yeah. um post their points and it went to like a, a leaderboard yeah uh so that we can verify and uh make uh, or uh, keep in step with uh, each other's uh, profits. So basically, the competition is from March 20th until June 20th. So the entire, or I suppose like midnight June 21st. Uh, so the entire season of spring, we will have a competition to see who can make the most profit. Uh, so everything bought and sold within that time period counts. Nothing bought before counts. Nothing sold after counts. Uh, so bought, listed, sold within that time frame whatever's pushed, whatever product's pushed, doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter. If you find it in the trash, there you go. You didn't have to buy it, but, you know, you know, take a pick or something like that. We'll have some kind of verification for these sorts of things. Uh, like, I found a, a Pikachu duffel bag in the trash. Like, someone was just throwing it serious? out. Yeah. Jesus. And I found those collectible glasses, too. Ooh, uh, nice. Those drinking glasses. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. It's a good little motivation. We've already been on it kind is. of like an upswing with our sales yeah. lately. I was gonna, I was gonna say because to you know just become a, a was it good a top rated seller? Top rated seller, yeah. So for those who are listening who don't know, uh, top rated seller is those who can from twelve months from where you are now previous. So it's on a rolling twelve months uh, schedule almost. It, you need to make one hundred transactions within twelve month period and make one thousand dollars of sales. So. It like if you're like we're here today in March 16th, so basically from it would start at the beginning of every month. So at the beginning of April, it would say since March 31st, how much money have you made? March 31st of 2018, how much money have you made by April 1st? So they reevaluate every um, 30 days. I think I think they measure it at like the 20 day mark. Uh, so yeah. we should find out soon what our updated uh, status is as sellers. Yeah. It kind of sucks That's because, like, I have a few returns under my belt. One, one, my fault that I discussed last, and then another one because the, uh, the, the buyer was like, "Oh, it didn't fit." But like, I, I still take a little blame because now I updated how I like present all my shirts now with the like the measured sizes yeah. instead of just going off what the tag says, uh, because you know tags can say one thing and you know you can you can go to. Like Abercrombie and a large would not fit me, but I can go to Old Navy and a medium would fit me just fine. Yeah, yeah, definitely have to. I, I'm, I took Eddie's advice on that, and I do like a text editor over at my clothing, uh, or at least I should probably go back and do that. I did that for jeans because I know that is the most like precarious when you're dealing with like leg sizes and shapes, uh, especially mine. Like I've had notoriously had problems with pants uh, fitting because <laughs> I'm so short in the legs, especially. So. Um, yeah, for my jeans, like, I put, like, a little title card and put, like, the waist, the hip, the leg, the inseam, the ankle, um, so. Oh, I don't do all that. Well. Oh, all right, whatever. But, um, but, yeah, but just, just to go off on our journey. Yeah. Like, starting off selling on eBay and to work our way up to a top-rated seller, we, like, done it in a generally short amount of time. Yeah, we started around September of last yeah. year. So, so we're at the, Six-month mark, essentially. So in six months, and half the time that I think like, it might be less. Be like September is nine. Yeah. They're nine. Nine, ten, oh, eleven, I, twelve, or four, seven months actually. Oh, I'm stupid. Well, we're in the beginning of March still, so like technically still six. We're in the middle of March, bro. Fuck. Never mind. <laughs> Dude, it, March has been flying by. March it's madness. Ridiculous. Yeah. I. I feel like January lasted forever, and now we're already in March. Yeah. It's like, it fucking did. Jesus. Yeah. That. Yeah. But anyways, so. Like, I'm pretty hyped about it. I'm super excited, too, because, like, this competition is not only, like, for here, since we're in the, you know, New England area, like, we're just getting out of winter now, which means people get to do garage sales and estate yep. sales. And now we can expand going farther beyond the reaches of just your regular um, thrift stores, which is nice, too. But at the same time, like, you know, we, we run into, like, some some hiccups because, you know, you have bad tagging systems that like fuck the clothes up yeah. and then you have sometimes like people do know what they have in terms of brands mm -hmm. so like it's it's easier for them to want to mark those prices up because people they already know people are going to want something like that so like for us that kills you it's also know. sentimental value too people yeah, don't too. really want to let go of things so you just have to work on your people skill you have to work on your negotiation tactics 
go in strong, go in educated, so you're not checking your phone every like 13 seconds. Yeah. And be like, oh, flip, 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 flip. Yeah. No, oh, oh, like flip, a, flip, a lot, flip, a lot of more they know information. They're gonna make you a high target. Yeah, a lot of information like beforehand can save you a lot of time and energy when it comes to thrifting. Like today for me, I found a couple vintage. I, actually, I think I only found one vintage shirt, but um, actually I'll show it right now. Save it for the flip of the week. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, because I have a more detailed camera. Okay, actually. Now that we have the camera, like, Yeah, these insoles it. came in with the fucking sash shoes, <laughs> so. Yeah, Eddie almost thought they didn't fit. He's, these things are so tight. Well, oh, my even, God. I know, but even even with those on, they were, like, snug. Yeah. But now now that they're off, they actually they feel really fire, fun. They look fire, dude. They, they look They fire. fucking look good. And I'm surprised they last so nice. You have a lot of light colors, a lot of bright yeah. colors. I mean, the soles on here are, like, barely touched, yeah, too. Yeah, no, I was kidding. So yeah, but yeah, if I was to sell these sash shoes, um, they're they're lightly worn. They have a couple stains on them, but one of the comps for this exact same one sold for forty eight dollars, and that was without the shipping. It was like ten ninety nine with shipping. So like that person sold it for pretty much sixty dollars. So if if anything, I would have sold these probably for forty five, like forty four ninety nine free shipping. They're very nice shoes. Yeah, in person, you really got to experience them up close. Yeah, they're really the colorway is nice. really they're, nice. They're dumb light. They're really light. Well, almost like, almost feels like I'm just wearing sandals. You've also been stomping around in Doc Martin boots for the last that like true. all of winter. So Fucking now anything walking feels around like, like Rock Lee, like with weighted <laughs> legs. You finally taking the cinder blocks off your fucking toes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so top rated seller is like a big status symbol for us. And I actually told that to the woman on the phone because I was like uh, talking about. Uh, I was like, yeah, me and my friend, you know, we talk about it. This has kind of become the coveted position. Uh, there's also Supercellar, which is the next tier. So mm-hmm. let's just, we'll focus on one thing at a time yeah. for sure. But yeah. we're almost there. We're very, very close to becoming top rated seller. For me, it's all about transactions. I've already, Eddie and I actually both pla- passed the $1,000 threshold. Now we're just basically trying to bump our numbers up to get towards, um, to get to that actual transaction. Uh and yeah, we're well on our way. I'm I'm super stoked. I can't wait. We should mm-hmm. have a little fucking celebration. Yeah. But it'll run right into our competition, so we got to be dead serious. Oh yeah. Because yeah, the yeah. stakes of this is, no pun intended, if Eddie wants to go to a steakhouse, but the <laughs> loser pays for a dinner. Uh, the you know the who the winner chooses to go, and also at the dinner, the loser has to wear a shirt that says "My flip is weak." Honestly, I want I want to have a shirt that says "My flex is weak." My flex is weak. Okay, yeah. hey, the My winner gets to decide weak. whatever the shirt says yeah. within reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like <laughs> nothing that will get me like arrested. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I wear Skechers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm super stoked. It's gonna be a long haul, but I'm excited for. Uh, the sun is finally coming out. As you can see from... Th- this video is going to look awful, the by the way. The sun will come up tomorrow. Right now, dude. This, the sun is, like, playing yeah, it's, uh, it's Yeah, partly cloudy. It's going to, like... If you look at this video, it's going to, like, change it color temperature so much. Fuck. No, it's going to, like, blow out and then, like, shrink. But yeah. hopefully the GoPro adjusts over time. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, or just listen to us on Spotify, well, Overcast, look at us. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts fucking uh everywhere podcasts are found except for soundcloud yeah <laughs> maybe one day soundcloud yeah. maybe one day yeah. but um yeah uh what else just that's also me uh i just got i recently just got an opportunity to go to california uh would be this summer so i have a phone interview to see what that's all about uh and i will be for a month so there'll be no podcast for a month sad we should like oh, true, pre-record yeah. episodes and we could put them do up. That. Yeah, 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 we could. Or like we we can do it on our behalf to to continuously post online that's and true. like put up short video clips. We can really do a lot of like vlogging type videos because that's not out of the realm of like what we can do. We do have our podcast, which is our main focus. But at the same time, you know that could force us and like give us the ability to do other things. Because I know people who like vlogging, and also too with when it comes to thrifting, there is a lot of people out there who who think that people who thrift and find like these coveted finds and whatnot like are just faking it and are just like pretty much paying people just to make it look like they're being found in those stores um so i think it would help us like validate like what we're doing is like actually possible there was this girl today and I, f- I was like in my head i was like please put it down please put it down please put it down she had this nice like retro like snowboarding puffer jacket yeah and it looked nice it was black and teal like black background with teal and purple accents around it was it the columbia 
I think it was the Columbia. It was the Criterion Columbia. Yeah, man. I was like, fuck. I passed that one up last time because it didn't have a, a discount. Yeah. Uh, oh, because it was... It like, was priced like a $24. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, she deserves that one. <laughs> she deserves to pay mark, almost market value. I looked yeah. it up. I already did the comps on them. I was waiting for the tag to be uh, in sale. Yeah. But, but yeah. But that that's the thing, too. Because, like, we, we're trying to be legit in what we find. We get, like, super excited for the stuff that we find, Oh, too. yeah. Sometimes too excited when you think you have something. You have the fucking white Ooh. whale. Okay, dude. Because, and you don't have to get into it personally, but my mom used to collect Beanie Babies because she thought they had a bunch of value. Talked to my dad about that. And they also went bankrupt when they were, like, 20-something. So, um you know Thai Beanie Babies has always been like a meme to me because it's like how useless they are yet there's like a couple that are like a grand or something like that so anyways I was looking I was digging through the plush section there's like a kids toy section and I was digging through the plush toys and I found a couple things maybe like a Snoopy here or like a a Build-A-Bear there or something like that and I saw this Thai Beanie Baby and I was like oh it's nothing but then I looked at the tag it's kind of old it's got like uh I think it's like 1999 and I flip it open, it says fuzz, and right, and I type in fuzz, tie, like T-Y, Beanie Baby. And the first thing that pops up is like an $800 comp, a $500 comp, $350 comp. And I was like, oh my god, I struck gold. This thing's like $1.99, plus it has the, the color of the day, so it'll be like a buck. And I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I found this. And then I look, and I look at the specifications, and I'm like one model off. I'm like a year off from what the actual beanie baby that's worth hundreds of dollars <sighs> yeah i overshot it was i mean i didn't buy it obviously yeah. because then the other comps for my actual thai beanie baby that i found are like dollar 99 five dollars and i was like no after you've seen the triple digits you really can't go back yeah you and can't. i'm not gonna flip something for four dollars like Fuck maybe that. before but i don't know i now the, the margins my expectations for margins are a lot higher and i'm yeah. starting to make Oh, pardon me. Take the mic for a second. About <laughs> margins. Uh, no, definitely. Because I've I've been getting a few close calls with some of the items I've been selling. And, like, because now I'm including free shipping. I mean, me and Gage are including free shipping on a lot of things that um, we sell now. Partly because clothing is super light. And on top of that, you know, you're only paying, like, like 3 to $4 if it's under a pound. Plus, free shipping just looks good. People it expect does, free yeah. shipping from now oh, on. Yeah. People you, don't like to pay plus shipping. You'll move yeah. your product way faster yeah. if you provide free shipping because, like, people aren't accounting for you know what the price is on top of shipping. Um, they're just seeing that one number. It's kind of like you know buying shit off of Amazon Prime. It's like, oh, it's just that's yeah. just the price. That's and the it's expectation come here people in two days. have built for sure, and and it just looks better. It it. And you can even bump the price up a little bit. They don't notice because they have nothing to compare it. Well, yeah. technically, well, they have something to compare it to. But, yeah, but. but that's what I do with a lot of things, too. So I just recently sold uh, a boombox. I don't know if you want to, like, pop it up here. Um, I don't yeah, have it. I, I shipped it uh, this past <laughs> Friday. No, Wednesday. I shipped it out Wednesday. The, the guy should have gotten it by now. Um, bought it for $10. Sold it for $270 free shipping. Nice. But the comps were, like, before that one for that same model was 220 was $60 shipping. So, like, you yes. know, like, it was the same thing. And the guy was super appreciative, like, appreciative of, like, my price value that I put on it because he was, like, it was some people, like, who try to sell vintage boombox, like, really overshoot it and, like... Yeah, it it's just unattractive. Do something reasonable. Like, you already bought it for so little, like, relatively speaking. Make your profit within reason and move on. Obviously, you can push the envelope, but at a certain point, it starts to look unattractive to buy. Yeah. Also, too, like, I don't want people to go crazy about, like, I just pocketed $270 because, in reality, that's just a gross profit of $270 uh, after eBay shipping fees and PayPal fees. Um, my real net pocket expense or, like, um, that I got to keep was, like, around... 140 bucks but even still like turning ten dollars into 140 like you know that's a fourteen hundred dollar like margin that i just fourteen hundred uh fourteen hundred one thousand four hundred yeah sorry point mark fourteen hundred i'm thinking of stock market terms he double centipled his money yeah exactly so you know if, if you want to see it that way you always want to cover your cost of goods shipping uh and fees and whatever's left over if it's not if that doesn't cover at least or like whatever your net profit if your net profit isn't at least half or more of what 
the gross profit is, I don't think a product is worth it. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because like I've I literally gotten a few close calls with some pieces that I made like in the end, like two dollars and three dollars. And like that's not really yeah, not worth it. Because it. if you're gonna like break it down in an hourly basis, like I just made <laughs> I made three dollars an hour, like for that moment. Yeah. Unless you're making unless you're pushing out like a bunch of products that like you're profiting three dollars off and that's a little different but like that has to be like really fast even moving. then it's still a little iffy because you want to be able to because that money money is not static you know it moves around so you want to reinvest that into your bit into your our businesses of flipping yeah and that money's not going to move very far very fast if you just make two bucks off that you know that doesn't really give you much fuel to then put back on the fire and keep it going you know yes so in you know at a certain margin it starts to slow you down in the beginning when we can take whatever you we can get yeah but now we have a certain momentum we have to maintain to keep inventory in our store it costs money because then you have to also account for every month you pay the piper when it comes to ebay every month you pay the listing fees and the insertion fees and the final value fees so you know eddie accounts for that but then it comes back to you at the end so you want to make sure you recoup your cost there's this is, of course, speaking completely from an amateur standpoint, but the way I've seen it is it is like mo money, mo problems, but you get mo movement. <laughs> like yeah. you get more stuff in your store. More responsibility. Yeah, you basically like if if eBay is a search engine, you're creating more results for people because yeah. if you only have shoes, that's great. Oh, shoot. You know, I'll, I'll take it out when we start yeah. doing the final of the days. Um, you know, if you just do shoes, that's great, but that means that you're just going to have listings land on your page for shoes and things like that. So if you want to focus on that, go by, by all means, double down on that, double, you know, over-index on that. I spread out mine far and wide. Whatever I can find that will flip, I pretty much pick it up. Obviously, I have a bias because I'm only looking for things that I know of, you know. Typically, I don't think I've – I have one piece of women's clothing. I think almost all – uh, is is men's because that's where I drift towards. That's the style I can pick out more easily. Mm-hmm. Plus, women's market is super saturated, it so is. it's a lot easier to pluck out the yeah. men's stuff because women's are so much to choose from. And then also on top of that, for for women, like they can wear men's clothing. That's a good know? point. So like it doesn't matter. It's yeah. a win win either yeah. way for them. It's for real estate. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean we we kind of just been rambling pretty much about this. Not not in a bad way either. Yeah. Um, I guess overall, you know, if you if we want to like focus on the main thing for today's topic, if you're looking for good margins, um, just find better clothes. I, I was just watching a, a so I follow and watch uh, Rally Roots. They're um, a couple that <clears throat> they resell online. Um, they're resellers. They thrift. Uh, they do a lot of um, whole market, you know, sales and they they were like people were asking he's like oh how do i make more money like on ebay because like my margins are too small i was like you got to raise your standards you got to find stop settling for comps that you, you know take are risks. low yeah you do got to take risks um but yeah. you might not push that product and it might not recoup its own value right away um but i've noticed i don't know if ebay does algorithms but i noticed when certain things sell you kind of have a rush Maybe that's just my bias, my mm. confirmation bias of like, uh, there's certain product that I was pushing that you know obviously was pushing very quickly, but um, either way, it gets once at, you basically sprint. March is my sprint month right now. I'm trying to get to that top rated seller status because once I get there, it will make our lives so much easier because it pushes us up. It gives us clout, like mm-hmm. actual verifiable native clout in the app in eBay. Um, because those who shop will see us as verified users who can be trusted, who have, you know, and then after that, there's that slight half step to top rated plus, which offers a lot more benefits too, yeah. um, which only just takes a couple reorganize, reorganizing of our stores yeah. and things that pretty much we already do, like one day handling, one one business day handling, um, uh, free returns up to 30 days, which I already do by default. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so and that's pretty much all we do. Plus, if people order the weekend, it's not like we have to ship it out Sunday because there is no Sunday shipping. Like, yeah. So yeah. if people think are closed, yeah, if people order things on Friday through Sunday, all of that can be shipped on Monday. So it's a lot. And that's when most of the people do their shopping, anyways. I don't know about you, but most of my listings, they come up, they get offers at around Friday because people, it's the weekend, they're relaxing. You know, they've got all their chores off the table. Now it's like me time. Oh, maybe look, let me look for that thing that I was trying to find. Yeah. Um, that wasn't something I, I learned too with like, I, I haven't done an auction style, um, like listing in a while. Me neither. Um, I, I felt like I should have done it for the boom box because I had so many people watching that thing before somebody pulled the trigger. I think I could have done, done of a, a bidding for that. Yeah, and like, for sure. And let those guys kind of take control of what they, they wanted to do for that actual price. I can see that, yeah. But, um. But yeah, but like one thing I learned about auction listing is the best time to start it is at, I think it's 6 p.m. on Sunday Central Time and have it That's end. That's very specific. I yeah. didn't know you were going to have such a specific number. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, yeah again, the, the again, this is from Rally Roots. Like the, Sunday. The, Sunday, 6 p.m. Central Time. Why is that? The be- because it's like, it's the weekend and then. Oh, it's a seven day auction. I forgot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that makes sense. it'll end. On, sit- uh, on that day and that like ending soon that attracts people and that's when exactly. people will have the time during the weekend at the very end of it and people always scalp for things or, or they um, snipe, snipe. It's not scalp <laughs> scalping is for tickets sniping uh, they snipe at the very end dude, yeah. and it keeps going uh, up so like if I do find a really good item that I, I think I can do that with again like I've only done it for one item, and that was the Red Sox jersey. Mm. But I messed up because, well, th- this is before I knew. Like I had the listing, the auction listing start on like a Tuesday, and then it ended on a Tuesday at five, mm. or like at nine. It, it actually ended really late in the night. But still, I think I, I would have made a little bit more money if I had it set for the weekend. Yeah, that makes me reconsider because all of almost all the stuff that I had was buy now and auction style, and then Eddie was like, "Well, no, I not just do buy now," and I was like huh he's like not a lot of your products are in demand i was like huh and not a lot of people were buying it so i was paying listing fees for no reason i was like yeah yeah huh. i mean that that was killing us in the so beginning. and especially because freaking by now you have to pay a listing fee every month as opposed to every seven days if you yeah. wanted to relist it as an auction style so buy now is just so much easier uh it, it gives you more control it's less panicky so you don't feel like you have to like undersell yourself uh, you can really give it time because you can revise it as many times as you want throughout that, um, yeah. throughout that month. Yeah. Unless you actually like run out of stock and relist. Yeah. Then yeah. Yeah, like I, I'm doing pretty good right now, keeping my listings above fifty. So like I, I never let it hit under fifty. And that's just a personal preference. Yeah, for I'm me. under there, There's nothing right like there's no incentive on eBay, uh, for you to say over a certain amount of listings unless we we go on to plus or. Uh, bigger sellers. I don't think there's any numbers that you have to keep up. It's just how you handle your product. Yeah. As it was explained to me, it's basically just increased reliability on customer service. Yeah. That one day handling all that business. Cool. All right. So you want to get to find the yeah okay. for sure. Let me. I'm gonna get my things. Gosh dang it! And we'll figure it out. Pretty slim episode. Not much development. You know, while Eddie's finding his thing, to be honest, uh, you know, there was a, a recent development with my motivation, as it were. Uh, I know we talk about goal setting and stuff like that. And for me, it's always been super tough uh, landing goals and, and figuring stuff out. Um, or not even landing goals. What's, what am I talking about? Uh, just making goals, following through with them. And I'm still, like, in that earlier phase, and I want to make sure this motivation stays and it's, like, a stable, long burn. But... I recently just heard from one of the people I watch on YouTube and he basically just gave this like kick in the ass kind of motivational speech. Like you're not living up to your potential. You're not, pardon. you're not living up to your potential. You're not trying and you're rewarding yourself for basically nothing. And so even if that's not true for myself, which it actually kind of is, um, I, you know, I I took that as a kick in the ass to actually write some stuff down and get it done. And I was about to, like, close the page on my goals and wake up the next morning and be like, okay, I'll start it tomorrow. But instead, I finished a treatment for a movie I've been thinking about, and now it's written down. The whole story written down on paper, and now I'm held accountable because of the podcast to finish it. So the next goal is to write the ten, first ten pages, which I 
Uh, I don't put any set dates on them. Maybe I should. Well, I guess I can experiment with that. But putting them down, putting that notebook in a really inconvenient and annoying place so I have to confront my goals every time I'm going to do something. Every time I'm going to log on to my computer, make sure I have that notebook full of goals. Uh, that's just a small thing. But I will keep you guys updated on how that's working because it feels good right now. And, uh, you know, it's all about the follow through, just like golf. So now I am switching on my camera. I am recording. Eddie, can I get a quick clap around? Yep. Okay, get a harder clap. Come on. There we go. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the latest episode, the YouTube episode? For what? Our podcast. I did, yeah. Did was... you like the overlay? It was. It was really good. There we go. All right. Let's, uh, I guess I'll start off with it. I'll go. Yeah. Wait. So how much stuff did you get today? Just the Snoopy thing. Really? I got the toys, but I'm going to start through it later. Oh, okay. Okay. So I let's start off with this, um... American Heart Association. This is a vintage tea. Definitely. Uh, it, Can you hold up nice and still, please? Yes. Thank you. There so I'll, I'll talk about like what makes a shirt vintage, or like a couple things that'll make it vintage, or so you know. Um, the big thing is so a lot of vintage shirts have a single stitch, um, and this is just a a much stronger, more dense stitching in comparison to like a more. I'll, I'll use this one as an example. Um, a more modern shirt has what's called a double stitch, like that. And so double stitching is just much faster in terms of like getting shirts manufactured and whatnot. Um, but yeah, but that's that's one way to tell. Another way is just looking at the tag. Um, this one is uh, for for the shirt. It's a fruit of the loom tag, and. Uh, lastly, but not least, it's made in America. So, like those, those are a couple of big things that you like to look. Also, sometimes uh, I don't think this this uh, shirt has it. Actually, hold on. It's also screen printed. Fighting disease and dreams. No, it doesn't. Okay, but so, sometimes uh, screen print shirts uh, have um, dates on them for for when they were like made. Uh, this one doesn't, so there's no exact date on it, but um, usually if it's single stitch, it's before 94, so this shirt is definitely like early 90s, early like mid 90s, but yeah, this shirt is like just really nice, uh, like just the design of it, like I was pretty Oh my god, shocked. I didn't even notice those were people. Yeah, these are people. I yeah. thought those were, if you hold that up, <laughs> I thought those were like paint drips for some reason. I <laughs> no. just never looked at it, there was like a quick look, I didn't even notice those were people, that's yeah. cool. Uh, but since this is um, for the American Heart Association, I'm I'm actually gonna I'm gonna sell it, but the proceeds will go to the American Heart so Association. I don't know. I feel like that's a respectable thing to do. Yeah. You know? And it's a dope shirt too. So, so whoever gets it might you know have you know a nostalgic connection with this with this uh, foundation and to know that their money is going to like they get something out of their money like one they get a shirt and then two it goes to their their choice or the American Heart Association I think is I think is a double whammy you know good for the soul good for the hat um let's see I mean I got these sash yeah, shoes let's zoom in let's actually you can you can throw them down on the ground let me give you I'll give a quick uh here we go so I recently again Rally Roots shout out to Rally Roots seriously because they have been a bountiful amount of information for me and in learning about thrifting uh, what brands to be looking at because they they've been doing this for years and on top of that they don't go f for the like high-end brands all the time but they do have a lot of good like niche more local or more like like underground popular brands that don't get a lot of the spotlight. So SAS is San, I'm pretty sure it's San Antonio shoes. That that's what they said on on their channel. And so they've they picked up a couple of their shoes and these shoes sell pretty good. And honestly, like just wearing them, just sitting down and wearing them, like they're they're lightweight in comparison to my my doc, Dr. Martin boots. Um and the quality is actually like from what I've heard is really good. Like right here, this is just all leather, and then like the mesh is nice, so it's really breathable. Um, but yeah, you know, some fucking sash shoes, dude, and they're like nice and snug. They're pretty secure. 
Alright, next thing that I like personally so I got I found this Ben and Jerry's ice cream shirt, like this nice burgundy color. And like if you zoom just right there where yep. the cow is. I got it. You know, it just shows um it's like the town in, in Vermont wherever it's from. And I fucking love Ben and Jerry's, like among my favorite brand of ice cream. Um but yeah, this one this one's actually a personal keep too. I'm keeping this shirt. Oish. This is a 30th thirty year anniversary Super Mario plush. Um, this one just was fucking cool. Caught my eye immediately. There was another plush, just a regular Mario, but that one had a stain on it, so I was like, I'm not going to take that. Um, but I was looking at comps for these, and people were selling these at... I don't know. The, the comps vary. It's like Here's the thing, too, about comps that I think you'll learn. If something is selling or there are a lot of comps and they're not selling for a certain price then this that could be an opportunity for you to like experiment and see if if you buy something and kind of just lowball everybody in the market not like you know sell this thing for 99 cents that'd be stupid because you're not making anything off of it but just to lower um like say if everybody's trying to sell this for you know 50 bucks try selling it for 35 and see if people buy it at that price because now like you see what like is a more acceptable price in that market for for items like these and um and you're, you're still making money you're making money faster than those people because you know they can be they're being a little stubborn about you know trying to drop their prices um i'm not going to speak too much on this this shirt I don't know. It was just interesting. It's a it's a high panda shirt. I couldn't find any comps on it. Um, there was two people who had listings on it, but like there were two completely different shirts. I could not find an exact um, comp for this one, so I might just put it up on Depop. I I think that's where it's smart to go on Depop. Depop is another selling app. Literally has like the same template as um, Instagram. So if you're familiar with Instagram and the way it works, Depop is really much the same thing. Um, and that that site is more catered to more like culture forward and like lifestyle clothing in terms of how you present it. So I think this might actually do better on Depop than it would on eBay, especially because of listings. And then I'm just gonna sh I'm not gonna show everybody else what I got, but this is probably like the highest marked item I I probably got. Um, ooh, whoa. There's stain. I keep no. I just keep finding stuff with this thing. It's all subtle, subtle stuff. Like, look right here. It's an all black logo. That that's the laurel that they have, like the leaf. Mm -hmm. You know the all black team, the rugby team. No. All blacks is the uh, one of the New Zealand teams. Ah, uh, okay. So I might be speaking out of turn, but no, that is fine. the logo they have. They usually have a black jersey mm. with the white leaf that you saw there. Oh, that's so it's interesting. It's like a national thing. Okay, so this is a uh, Canterbury, and this is a new. This is a New Zealand brand, and you know rugby is one of those sports that's like popular outside the confines of America. That's crazy. That has like the actual address of the store. Yeah, which is actually really interesting. Let's go find them. Yeah, we I found know. your. We found your shirt. We found the shirt. The shirt traveled yeah. entirely around the globe. Yeah, that's crazy. Out. I like through, that. Through multiple time zones. Like, look at the stitching detail. Yeah, like, right there. Around where? Like in the center where the buttons are, yeah. like right low, like yeah. that stitching oh, detail. Oh. So yeah, I was seeing comps for oh, it's this. Oh, like a Union Jack. Exactly, dude. I was seeing comps for this. Nothing was below like seventy dollars. <sighs> Nothing. Nice. Where'd so, you find that? What section? The t-shirt section? Yeah, and thrifty, thrifty. Fit. Oh, okay. Yeah, like. You, oh, okay. I'm surprised. Like about... you kind of like blew right through there and went somewhere else. But yeah, but that's that's what I got. And then other stuff, I got like a universal fleece, and then some other stuff that. Um, is more local and more niche, so I'll, I'll see how those do. They they were on discounts for half off, so like if I can't sell them, then like that's that's very you know small small loss, so I wouldn't mind. But yeah, that's that's what I got. I'm I'm pretty hyped about. I, I have a lot of stuff right now, um, so I hope I hope it starts selling. Like I'm trying to move over to to more summer and spring apparel. For sure. So, yeah. yeah, I just gotta I just gotta free. Uh, 100 free listings from eBay. They just like sent me an email and to take offer for 100 free listings up to the 18th mm -hmm. of March. So I'm trying, it's definitely motivating me to push things onto their site. So the first find of the week, are we good? 
main yeah. focus? Okay. Yeah. The first fight of the week is this fanny pack, this eSports fanny pack. Oh, yeah. That I got. And I'm not much of a fanny pack kind of guy. I kind of scoff at them because people, they keep using them as like what they call clout bags. Well, let me take this up. Because they're like, put it diagonal across their chest and they're like, oh, it's a fucking clout bag. So I keep my sunglasses in there. It's pretty spacious in here, to be honest. But the most exciting part about this is while Eddie was checking his comps, I went and I found this this uh, little fanny pack, and inside of it, inside of it was three crispy dollars, that just three dollars in there, and it also had this fortune cookie fortune. Um, first of all, that uh, learn Chinese pork is zu ro, I think. Apologies to our Chinese listeners uh, for my butchered language uh, a chinese hype beast yeah for my, for our supreme wares out there uh but the the fortune says turn off the tv and the computer and exercise your mind your mind with a good book True, so which i've been doing you know read more it's you fucking idiot is what i'm <laughs> saying and the one thing that i want to show for my for my flip of the week besides the fanny pack fanny pack was kind of a personal choice i you know i thought it'd be a good accessory to experiment with is this Peanuts branded. Well, actually, technically, it's Snoopy and Friends brand. Um, Joe Cool sweater. And it's kind of meta because Joe Cool himself, Snoopy, is wearing another sweater in the sweater. It's Sweaterception. And it's it's heart, so you could say that it's kind of like Valentine's themed. But I was looking at the comps for it. It's pretty good. I think it's like hovering around 38 uh, 40 bucks. So I just like the look of it. I like it. It's like definitely... Uh, well stitched if you look at the inside it was definitely taken to uh, it wasn't just kind of like laid on top like they actually took care uh, that's the focus ring the bigger fatter one is the zoom fuck I knew that there you go see that the inside you have that like blanket stuff of stitching where like you see each of the threads that was used for it as opposed to just like a pattern that was snapped on top uh, so you can see those different those individual if you're watching the video podcast please check us out on YouTube you can see the the individual stitchings on the back. So I just thought it was nice, but I also noticed that because I flipped it inside out because I've learned my lesson. You have to check every square inch of your piece of clothing to make sure there are absolutely no problems. I would love it if I actually found a problem like right here on camera for the yeah, first time. Yeah, I know. Um, it's happened to me plenty of times. But yeah, so that was my fun of the week. Simple yeah. enough. And the fanny pack, quick three bucks. Definitely made my no, just kidding. Did not make my money back. But I'm gonna take it to my face. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up. Okie doke. So that was our podcast. A little, you know, little... Oh, shit. Do not want... Okay. Eddie, talk so I don't want to... Uh, yeah. No, much shorter than before. I, I think we'll try to get into more uh, actual topics other than just rambling on about, you know, our weeks and whatnot. Oh, actually, uh, I'll get into a little anecdote before we, we close off for the, for the podcast. So um, I box at at a boxing gym in in boston and so um one of the guys who works there on the regular he, he's actually my neighbor um and he was just about to leave yesterday and i like stopped him oh like because we like like to exchange words because we see each other every once in a while and then <clears throat> i just got into the conversation um about freaking what you do yeah, what what I do? I like I forgot how I approached him about it, but I I think I just straight up said I was like, hey, like quick question, like what do you do for work? And so he's a lawyer, um, and he does a lot of like big, takes uh, a lot of malpractice, um, cases for his firm. You know, big cases that like a lot of other firms can't dedicate the time to. Um, so his firm take like takes on those people, but but yeah, but then he was he asked me what i do he's like oh are you interested in lawyer i was like no no i that's that's not my style but um i was like yeah like i do furniture making and upholstery like on the side as one of my jobs and he was like oh yeah really like uh we we have a couple chairs that need to be reupholstered um like where are you guys located and then i i was telling him i was like well like right now like we're in a really busy season so unfortunately like i don't think we would have like the turnover he was looking for yeah i don't think we would have that kind of time right now to to bring your items in and then he was like well what about you like do you do, you do it on the side he was like yeah like i have equipment at home you know i'm actually working on some furniture myself at the moment and he was like oh then you know 
I'll, I'll bring I'll bring the the chairs. They they're just like regular office chairs. They're not like cr- like freaking sofa pieces. Yeah. Um, he was like, yeah, like I'll I'll bring them to your house and you can do them. And I, like the bitch in me was like, I'm not good enough. Like oh, and and I I really commend um Ken. That's his name. Like I really commend him because he was like very pushy. I feel like he's he's seen this in a lot of people before. Yeah, he's an old guy too, so like he's been around the block. He's been around the block. Yeah, so he he, he was like far, really though. he was really right pushing me in a in a very good. Yeah, no, he's like still kicking ass. He was like really pushing me. He's like, no, 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 look, look, we. He was like, look, I only have eight chairs. You know, you can do two a week, one a week, doesn't matter. Like I'll pay you for them. Like just buy the materials, dude. Like I just need new fabric to go on top because like the 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 um the covering for them they're fraying and they're just thinning uh-huh. on the sides from the fabric um so he just needs them to get replaced and i've i've replaced like seat cushions and or like you know um fabric for chairs so like that's easy quick job you know and if he's gonna pay me for it like sure why not there you go so he was like look just think about it next week i'll come i'll give you my card um he's in the area his his firm and his office is in in the area so it's like not even that far for me too and like again he's my neighbor so if he comes home from work and like he has one of the chairs he just like i just run over get it and then come back that's awesome so so yeah so i i guess you know like what you were saying about um the the episode you saw about like getting your ass not getting your ass kicked but like it kicked you in the ass to like get to gear uh i guess i'll I'll like throw this in, a, in an umbrella term, haha, <laughs> because of the. the oh yeah, we later. had some discussions later or um, earlier. I mean, but if if you find an opportunity for something that you want to do, definitely like try to take it. We we've definitely like beaten the horse like really dead to the point with when it comes to opportunity. But like, you know, at the end of having that like quick like exchange with Ken, I was like. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, right? Like, I'll, I'll think about it for reals, and uh, I'll get back to you about it. Because, you know, if you don't put yourself out there, if you don't try it, if you don't, you know, you don't settle for mediocrity, then I don't think you're really going to push yourself to become a better person. And on top of that, too, like, same thing with thrifting. You know, me and Gage, we do take risks, and we do take chances on certain pieces. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. Um, you know, I have some pieces here that have been sitting pretty much since I started thrifting still sitting to this day um but does that mean like i should stop thrifting no it just means that you know some of the things that i got were not the things that i think that we're gonna sell right away yeah um and even then like there are pieces that i've had here for a while that end up selling after three four five months so like <laughs> i have a couple items here right now that actually have finally got watchers there we go so you know you know, don't don't ever give up and i think that that gets into more like baseball terms about you know, like seasons and how the market works and when things sell and so on and so forth. But I'm not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, just uh, take take your chances, learn the market, put yourself out there, and let yourself grow. Words to live by. And yeah. because we forgot last time, uh, let's do with you, starting with you, a recommendation of the oh, week. Fuck. Eddie's got a book put to recommend. Uh, um, I'm going to look back at my bookshelf. Ooh, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Rich Dad uh, by Robert Kiyosaki. Dad. I read that book, literally one of the first financial books I started to read when I started to kind of wanted to transform my aspect of like what it means to not be broke and not be poor. Um, because like my first question when I started to wanted to learn more about money and like how, how do the rich stay rich and why they're poor, poor. Um, my first question is how do the rich stay rich and you know like simple answers like they have multiple streams of uh, profit and in earnings they have you know investments and so on and so forth but having robert kiyosaki's book on rich dad poor dad kind of goes in depth as to the mindsets the strategies and the markets that rich people get into to kind of like think think of your money as like a car right so the idea is if you want to get somewhere with your car you have to use it right and the farther you know the more you use it like the more miles of course um okay maybe this is a bad example but anyways like the the idea is you you want your money to be dynamic not static because Mm -hmm. if a dynamic is moving and you're using it yeah um robert kiyosaki like 
has a great example is like make your money work for you don't work for your money because you like go. that's that's how the rich stay rich they're util- utilizing their money to make more money instead of working for their money so they can get more money i see what you mean yeah so yeah so yeah. robert kiyosaki uh, amazing book amazing book definitely changed my whole outlook on like rich people you know like why some people are mad at them i like i'm not mad at like people who who have money anymore like you know there are some bad people with money and there are bad people who who don't have money you know they're, they're everywhere people. <laughs> yeah so if you want to start like <clears throat> understanding financial independence financial freedom how to grow your money how to make your money work for you that is like that's like book number one in like going into the financial field of uh of you know economics for yourself personal economics yeah and my movie recommendation of the week is catch me if you can with leonardo dicaprio and tom hanks and christopher walken as leonardo Bum. dicaprio's father Ba-na-na-num. i love that movie uh, yeah, yeah it's that's a good movie. it's a it's a fantastic movie i was just thinking about hustlers and schemers and dreamers and i was thinking of leo's character in catch me if you can literally printing money at a certain point <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just it was such a classic. I loved the ingenuity and it made me want to be a criminal for a bit. And then I was like, okay, maybe it's not such a such a long lasting career. But I just thought it was it was interesting, like uh, how he got away with things, and especially back then when there was no internet. But just like he had such a vision of where he wanted to be, and he didn't really, you know, he, he the means that he used was disguising himself in certain ways and and finessing himself. My favorite scene was. Uh, when he pretended to be the teacher because the teacher hadn't showed up yet. Oh, yeah. So he just pretends to be the teacher for the class and, like, has them launch into a full lesson of, like, reading a chapters and stuff. I'm like, what? Like, no student actually wants to do their work. They're trying to be, like, lazy. They're mm-hmm. trying to, like, look at their time, their, look at their watch, like, well, if you don't show up in 15 minutes, we get to all get to leave. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I just found it a fascinating film, uh, especially because it's based off a real person. So, it is interesting. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Sign... Abagnale. Abagnale, John Abagnale or something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was our episode for the week. Uh, you can check us out on our Facebook group, Two Boys Podcast. On YouTube, hopefully you're watching uh, so you can see our finds of the weeks. And um, Ooh, um, for any of our listeners, uh, if you would like on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, comment on our page or pages uh, your favorite clothing brand yes, and favorite. why. In two sentences. Keep it two sentences. Yeah. What the brand is and why. Boom. Even if you're listening years later, we still want to hear it so we can we can see the ripple of when this actually gets to, in contact with people. Uh, yeah. So as always, this is Gage signing off. This is Eddie signing off. And this is Ben, Two Boys Podcast. Boom.